Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Major news, White Wang Question Time is going live and not just any old wear, only in London's West End. I cannot believe it. We have some incredible guests lined up for you. So, Saturday the 18th of September at the Leicester Square Theatre with Craig Revel Horwood. Yeah, just as you can smell the sequence of Strictly and the whiff of spray tan as it comes back to our screens, Craig will be in conversation with us. Come and see us. Then on the 9th of October, I can't believe they've all agreed to do this, but we're reuniting the cast of Grange Hill. So I've got Todd Carty, Tucker, Lee McDonald, Zamo, and Alison Valentine, who played Faye, with a few other guests to be announced closer to the time. And then, finally, on the 13th of November, it's the ultimate girls' night out. We're reuniting the cast of Dunbreeding. So Tracy Ann Oberman, Julie Graham, Tamsin Outhwaite, Denise Welsh, and Alison Newman will be joining us live on stage. Tickets are on sale now. They're available from the Live Nation website or wherever you get your tickets. Come and see us. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. Just a little heads up. This episode contains rather strong language. This week, my guest is a man who was propelled to fame via The Only Way is Essex, where for the last six years, he's become something of a pantomime Lothario, most notably for his relationships, of which there have been many, but I'm going to go with the most notable, Megan McKenna being one. And most recently, or is it most recently, I will have to ask him because like time, he stands still for no one, Chloe Sims. Now, before joining the cast of TOWIE, he held down a truly high-level job as a director in the city for 11 years, supplying consultant doctors to the NHS. As well as appearing in TOWIE, he also co-hosts E4's reality news show with Sam Thompson, 
formerly of Made in Chelsea, who he met on Celebs Go Dating. The two of them regularly share their bromance on their Instagram feeds, as well as appearing together on Channel 4's The Circle, marking their relationship out as possibly his most successful to date. So how does he feel about that? Well, let's ask him and dial up Pete Wicks. Pete Wicks, how are you? I'm fabulous, thank you very much, babe. That was a very nice intro, actually. Most people just say that that bloke off Towie, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> well, I love the fact that you had a proper life and a proper job pre-reality yeah. TV. Yeah. And, a, and a really quite meaningful one. You provided consultant doctors to our hugely stressed NHS. Yeah, yeah, I had dignity and uh, a real job and a brain <laughs> before reality TV. It's amazing, isn't it? It's honestly, it's it's baffling. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. How does it feel to have the fact that Sam Thompson might be your most successful and long-standing relationship um, put, well, back, put back to you? Yeah, as you can imagine, embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's true. We're the only successful thing to come out of Celebs Go Dating. Um, and yeah, he, he is... <laughs> is that true? Uh, we are the only, uh, yeah, lasting relationship from Celebs Go Dating. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Sam is... Um, yeah, he's an interesting character, isn't he? He's sort of like a bad smell. I can't get rid of him. He is very funny. He's a very funny guy. Um, I wanted to to share with the listener your your post on his birthday because I thought this really <laughs> summed up how you feel about him. Yeah. But I, I will prefix this with the fact that he adores you. He he spends his life trying to win your heart, your affection, your approval. Would that be fair? Uh, most probably, yeah. 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 So you say to Sam, every day without fail, you do something that makes me want to high five you in the face. You're irritating, draining and repetitive. Ordinarily, I would have cut you from my life by now, purely because you constantly disturb my peace. However, there's a part of me that loves you like you're my weird fucking posh adopted brother. Happy birthday, you creepy little man child. Happy birthday. Yes. Um... (laughs) I mean, and to be honest with you, it took a lot for me to write, I love you like a brother. The rest of it just came flowing from my mouth quite easily. But uh, try, trying to find the nice bit to it. Uh, no, do you know what? Sammy's, Sammy's like a little brother. He's like family to me. And I, I take the piss out of him all the time and give him a bit of tough love. But I wouldn't let anyone else do it because I do, I do love the geezer. He's, he's a really authentic, genuine, really nice guy. Um, he's just a bit of a twat sometimes. <laughs> when... Um... When you two first met, what was your first impression of him? Uh, get him away from me, uh, I think was one of the first things I said <laughs> to the producers because he sat himself next to me and had his hand on my leg for the majority of the first uh, part of filming because he was nervous. Um, and I found that quite aggravating. Uh, <laughs> he then he then just sort of followed me around like a duckling follows its mother uh, for the entire series. Um, but you kind of grow to love him. Uh, Sam's a, a grower, not a shower. Um <laughs> That's what his ex-Tiff told me anyway. <laughs> how, did it, how does it feel to be described as a pantomime Lothario? Do you know what? I get, I'm, I'm just used to it now. I think people seem to... Do you know what? If I, if I was as successful with women as what the press make out to be, then I, I would be like a modern-day Hugh Hefner. Uh, but as it, ter- <laughs> as it turns out, uh, I'm not that successful in the slightest. But I think, um, uh, yeah, they've just decided that that's my role in life. That's all I'm good for. I think it's because you're you're hard to land, Pete. You don't give much away. So these women, you know, Megan, Chloe, 
as I mean, you know, there's that that kind of thing in relationships that somebody needs to one partner needs needs to love the other more for it to work. You seem to be like the one that never loves more. Um, do you know what it is? I I I've been single the majority of my life. I'm 32 now, and I I quite enjoy being single. I've got a lot of things that I would like to do in my life. I would love to get married and have kids and do all that sort of stuff. I really would, 100. I would. I believe in the fairy tale. Would you? Yeah, I believe in the do fairy you? tale. I believe in soulmates, and I believe in the fairy tale. But wow. um, but I also don't think that it it, it just happens. And I, I think uh, I've just not met the right person yet. Um, I've met a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, arguably, do you think you were ever going to find love on the set of The Only Way Is Essex? Um, I mean, do you want the uh, press response or the real response? Real, please keep uh, it real. No, absolutely not. No, uh, I, I think you're, you're put in situations when you do reality TV that. Um, that put you in a bubble um and there is life outside of a bubble um you don't always find love in your bubble put it that way does that make sense yes it does i mean like like you said at the top of this show you had a real job before this for 11 years right so you've had a slice of real life some of these kids going into reality shows they don't have any kind of um yardstick by which to measure real life but you do so um what made you want to step into the circus? <laughs> uh, yeah, do you know what it is? I, I think I started in reality TV when I was a bit older than a lot of people that come in when they're sort of 19, 20. And I think life experience um, uh, probably taught me a lot of things. I don't come from money. I don't good money before that because I've worked for it and I've spent a long time working for it. Um, and I think for me, the reason that I ended up doing reality TV was purely because um, – I was bored. I was I was I was working nonstop doing 17 hour days in the city nonstop and I had been for a long time. And I just thought there's more to life than this. And as much as I don't have the credibility or dignity or uh stimulation that I might have had previously, um, my quality of life is better than it, what, what it was. Um and I think that's really important. I think too many people worried about I was so worried about the destination and trying to be successful as I can and earn as much money as I can and do this and do that, that I wasn't actually enjoying the journey that I'm on. And you know, life's too short. So now my quality of life's great. I mean, I get to do amazing things and get to meet amazing people and go amazing places that I never would have had a chance to do. But you don't take any of it seriously, um, is is what I'm sensing. Um, no, because I think it's like anything. Work is work. Like I I I as much as it's reality TV, it's it's constructed reality, which means that you, you it's still you. I'm still authentically me and genuinely me, and I deal with everything the way that I would, whether that be right and wrong. And one week you're a hero, one week you're a zero, whatever it may be. But I do that as me. But um, it's not it's not your typical every day, is it? Um, and I think um, you have to take that kind of a pinch of salt a little bit. I've never watched myself on TV. Um, never 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 watch one thing I know I'm a dickhead babe I don't need to watch that back again um, so so I've never I've never watched myself on TV um, and I don't watch reality TV I watch serial killer programs and animal programs um, so I, I don't I love the extremity there yeah yeah um, uh, that's because I love animals and I hate people so it works out quite well um, but yeah so I think because of that I, I take myself away so I still have a, a bit of a I know it sounds stupid but a bit of a private life and a bit of me time yeah. I don't film with my house I don't film with family because you have to keep something to yourself as well. otherwise I think you can get lost in this kind of world of you know being in the public eye and reality TV and all that sort of stuff and I think that's when it becomes quite dangerous 
Well, that brings me nicely to my first question because I know you've you have spoken really articulately and eloquently about men's mental health, um, and I wondered what your take on it was when you wrapped fast fame around that experience, as as happened to you. How do you manage the noise and the attention and the ultimate judgment that it brings without it compromising your mental welfare? I think every, everyone's different. And it's a really, um, you know, it's a hard thing to talk about, really, because I think when you are in the public eye, um, uh, a lot of people kind of assume, um, you know, audiences or fans or whatever else, that if you put yourself in the public eye, you should be allowed to be ridiculed and judged nonstop. And it's okay for people to do that because you put yourself in that position. Um, and that's utter bollocks, utter, utter bollocks. At the end of the day, I think a lot of us that, that are in the public eye or, or, or do reality TV or whatever you may do, yeah, that is your, your job. But that doesn't mean just because people might know who you are that you should be open to people telling you exactly what they think of you. Someone working at, you know, uh, an estate agent, everyone that they work with wouldn't ordinarily walk up to them every day and go, well, I think you're a bit of a dickhead, mate. And you go, oh, well, that's sweet. I do work here, so I've opened myself up to that. No, it's, it's, it's not okay to do that. Um, and I think... Because I was a little bit older when I got into this, I always, I'm quite thick-skinned anyway, I always dealt with it quite well because I've been around the block a little bit and I think it is very hard for people and I think a lot of that is down to the fact they get caught up in what other people want them to be rather than who they are and I think it's a journey that you have to go down and, and you have to find out a way to work out who you are to be able to deal with all that sort of stuff and I think people need to spend a lot more time working on themselves before worrying about what other people think but that is individual to each person I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that I don't think it's no. a, you know there's no set way of going right well, this is what you should do to be able to deal with that sort of stuff because we're all very different that's what makes us all so so unique and beautiful there's seven billion people in the world and we're all completely different so what works for one doesn't work for another so it's really hard because there isn't a, a a specific way to deal with that mm. other than but for your but your way I think is you've created almost a coat of armor which is you get the joke in on yourself before somebody else does yeah you you know you've, you've told me three times at least already on this podcast that you're a bit of a dickhead um is that so that I don't say it do you know what I mean yeah it's it, like eight mile that... babe if you ever watch eight mile just tell him everything <laughs> about yourself and then go now what um yeah exactly but also you keep that, you know, you've said you don't film with your family. So you keep a private part of you back, which is really healthy. So it becomes like a work persona, much like when a lawyer steps into court, they're a lawyer. When a doctor's in a doctor's surgery, they're a doctor. Um, have you kind of tried to adopt Pete the dickhead for want of a better phrase? And I'm not saying you're a dickhead. That's you saying that. Um, as a cope, as a way to cope with all of this noise around reality recognition. Certainly, and I think it's a it's what's worked for me because I think you know what Donna in Doncaster, who's never met me, thinks of me is kind of irrelevant. But what my mum or someone that knows me or someone that I love and care about, what they think about me is important. And I think they're the only people's opinions that should matter to you. You know, you meet people nonstop and you, you have all these kind of friends and, and whatever else, but are they really your friends or are they people that just benefit from being around you, you know, whatever it may be. But the people that truly know you, um, they're the ones whose opinions matter. And my mum watches what I do, my nan watches what I do, and they're my two, my, you know, my two best friends. If they say to me, listen, we watched something last night and you were a bit of a knob, I'll take that on board and go, why? Tell me. And then if I can put it right, then I will do because they know me. They know the, the, the kind of real me. They don't know Pete the dickheads. They know me. Um, and I think that's important. It's having people that ground you and having people that know you who understand if you are 
struggling or, or having changes. And I think, you know, that, that's really, really important to have a, a really small circle of people who you trust. Um, but also having trust in yourself and faith in yourself. Yeah, which is which is something I think you you have, and and I think a lot of the wide eyed cast members of of Tarry when you first stepped in were a bit in awe of that. It's like, how'd you do it, Pete? How'd you not give a shit? And there there was an that you did give that off as a bit of an aura, which is um, commendable in that environment. Yeah, and I think that again, I think that just comes from a bit of life experience, and I think that comes mm. from you know having worked my I've never had anything handed to me on a plate you know I'm a bit of a kind of a workaholic I come from cancer states you know it's not it's if you want to work then you will and if you want to make something yourself and you want to bet yourself then you will and you'll find a way to do that but you have to have that kind of built-in mechanism that says no do you know this is my life and I want to take control of it and I think you know it's a struggle for people that don't necessarily have that there's ways to to to, to get that but I think it's believing in yourself and believing yeah. that despite you know if the whole world is against you if you think you're a good person you don't do anything specifically to hurt people or or you know you can go to bed at night knowing I'm not that bad it's peace of mind success for yeah. me is peace of mind and it's something that I don't have yet but it's saying that I will, you know, I, I strive for. And I think, Do you not? No, not at all. There's loads of things that I would, um, you know, love to change and, and, and you know, love to achieve. Not, I'm not talking success-wise. And ter- success is objective, isn't it? So it's not in terms of money or, you know, whatever yeah. else. Success to me is, is getting peace of mind. And I think they're saying that we should all strive to be. Is, you know, you're constantly learning no matter how old you are. And I think, um, you know, bettering yourself as much as you can every day is really important. Here, yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I really couldn't agree more with that. I love the fact that you you, you use the word know quite a lot when you were talking to me then about how you manage yourself. And a lot of people walking into the environment that you did, you know, traveling over from a proper job in the real world to um, an enhanced, it is kind of a circus, a constructed reality TV show. So they will struck, they will engineer a scenario in which you all play yourselves out. Right. Yes, yes. But it is a manipulated yes. situation and scenario that's been discussed by a group of really smart TV producers because they want you all to do something that will, you know, if you do A, that leads to B, which leads to Z, and that gives them the outcome that they ho- hopefully want. Yeah. So there is, it. That, listen, it's an orchestra and they are the conductors. 100%, yes. Yeah, and you are just stood there with your violins and trying yeah. to going what? I'm just an, yeah. yeah, I'm just at the back playing the trombone. Right, except you're not because I know you say no a lot. How does that go down? Uh, how do you know that? Yeah, I, yeah, I do say no a lot because if it's listen, as much as you're there to. Um, uh, make good TV or entertainment, you are yourself. You're not playing a character. You're not an actor. So, um, you know, everything reflects on you. And listen, I've I've made numerous mistakes, which have been well documented, um, <laughs> but I've done them as myself. And regardless, I always said if I was going to do this, that I would do it as myself. Um, and, you know, sometimes you do get put in positions that you wouldn't ordinarily put yourself in, but I will deal with that and react with that the way that I would in, a real situation and I think that's important because that's the only way that you have or retain any sort of authenticity or or um uh or or become genuine or you or what's the word I'm looking for become genuine do you know what I mean I think a lot of people become what they may have seen on reality tv before I want to be the new Mark Wright or I want to be the new Lauren Goodger I want to be the new Megan McKenna or I want to be the new this but no one wants to be the new them them 
Yeah. And I think it's important to try and be the new you because, you know, six, seven years or whatever it's been since I've started, I don't know how I'm still doing it, to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, Pete, after the things you've said, I'm amazed they've not fired you. (laughs) I'm amazed. I'm amazed. But but with reality TV, it's generally people look at it like a a short lifespan, a short career. Yeah. And that's because the authenticity isn't there. You've either you can either come into this and, and do well with it and be authentic, and I think that shines through, or, or audiences relate to that, and then you know people can relate to you because you are just a normal person. A lot of people in reality TV are just normal people. We're not, you know, we're no different to anyone else. And I think a lot of reality people get lost in that and all think they're going Hollywood and become the version of what they think they should be, and actually stop being themselves. And actually, if you are yourselves, you'll probably have a longer career. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think a lot of people are tempted to become how they're edited. So you become the edit. So what, what goes and into you the edit edit yourself. is a load of... Yeah. And then you, because you've, you go, that's how people have, that's how I've been delivered to an audience. Therefore, I must be like that person. So it becomes self-perpetuating in so many ways, unless you've got the tools and the mental awareness to navigate that so that you remain you and not the edited you, which sounds like you've managed to to do that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, well, I don't know if, I've, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I, and I think that's really important because I think, like I said, regardless of whatever you do for a living, whatever you do for a job, although this is, you know, people see reality TV people as not kind of real people with caricatures of, of uh, caricatures of yeah. of. of kind of what they think we are and we're not kind of real people so we don't get affected by stuff but you do and pretending that you don't um and and just living that caricature is really dangerous because that's when you lose who you actually are and start getting confused as to what's real and what's not and you start living in this kind of fantasy land of my whole life is on tv so what about when all that stops yeah it's a parallel this is what i mean and i worry that some people haven't got a the when I say emotional intelligence, I mean like enough times around the planet or enough times around the sun rather to have acquired the wisdom for which you can say, for example, I don't care what Donna from Doncaster thinks of me online because she doesn't know the real me. But if my mum or my nan have an issue with my behavior, then I'm listening because yeah. that's real. So you can define reality from a distorted reality or a reported reality. But for those that can't, I genuinely worry for them. Do you? Yeah, 100%. And I think um, the, the problem is, is it doesn't matter how much uh, welfare or, uh, you know, help is offered to people. You can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped and doesn't realise they need help. And I think that's 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 kind of the hardest thing, isn't it? Is that there is no right or wrong way to deal with things. It just comes down to, um, you know, individuals. But that's not just a reality TV thing or a public eye thing. I think that's people... That's, an, all that's a life thing, life. yeah. You know, whether yeah, you work yeah. in an office or whatever it may be. I mean, uh, everyone in an office has got a character. You know, you've got the one that's the funny one. You've got the one who's, you know, uh, you know, the party girl, the party boy, the whatever. It, and when people get that kind of reputation, it's it's reputations is what's dangerous because when people have a bit of a reputation, they tend to live to that reputation. They start mm, introducing yes. themselves as that reputation. They start being. But that's that reputation. that's the edit, isn't it? You become but, your edited self, and that's your reputation as well. I mean, exactly. You, you know, and you, that's and we that's all have not, a version of it. Completely. And that's not a public eye thing. That's an everyday thing. Everyone does it in every walk of life. No matter what you do, you, you kind of become what people say you are. Yeah. And and, and then people that's... think that that's your tarnish with that. And then that's that's me then. Well, no, it's not. If that doesn't, if you don't want that to be you, don't make it you. 
you know and I, but again that's really easy for me to say and that's not an easy thing for people to um understand or, or or kind of deal with or or stop from happening i think that's just a, it's a social pressure isn't it that everyone has to yeah. be in a box and fit into some sort of label this is who i am but actually who are you and how many people actually know who they are yeah well we're all a work in progress right cool 100 and you will spend your whole life like that and you can change who you are comedian adapt yeah 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 Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your ability to stand up for yourself and say no, I think is hugely commendable. And I wanted to know, what have been the most valuable no's you've ever put out there? The things that you said, I'm just not doing it. Oh, God. Um, do you know what's really, really funny is actually, um, I am a bit of a people pleaser when it comes to people I care about. So I quite often will put other people, um, uh, what they want before what I want. Um, if I care about them. Uh, but I find it very easy to say no to people that I don't give a shit about. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm a bit of a contradiction, really. Uh, you really are. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a walking contradiction. That's basically me. Um, but <clears throat> some of the most valuable no's. Um, listen, part of... I've done a lot of dating shows, um, and I think, um, I, you know, I, I do play up to the whole, you know, playboy type thing a lot of the time. Unless Why? Why do you do that? Um, because I, I find it harmless and, and, and it's, it's as long as it's harmless in terms of when I've done dating shows and whatever else. Obviously, you know, some of the things that I've done haven't been particularly harmless, but there's been actual uh, emotion involved in some of that, which has just been portrayed in a, a, a way that people would see me as a complete and utter villain. 
um, which I have been. Give, give me an ex- give, give me some examples of like, well, who would that be? Like with Chloe or yeah, with Megan? With, with Chloe, with Megan, you know, people don't know the insides and the outsides of what went on. Me and Megan, Megan were together, you know, on and off for two years, and there was an awful lot that played out throughout that entire relationship. But you know, a TV show doesn't cover that. Same with me and Chloe; we've been friends for a long time, and I absolutely love her to bits. But the way that played out was like we had some sort of secret affair for two years. And and listen, it's not. Nothing is as black and white and as simple as 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 the way it's portrayed, which is going to be entertaining for people to watch. But people don't want to sit and, and hear the ins and outs and the, the days to days of of every relationship. They do want to hear the highs and and, and definitely the fucking lows. Um, <laughs> so so that's kind of pinpointed, and then people make an assumption based on the lows that they felt. Um, and I think a lot of the time, one of the things which is a uh, one of the, which sounds a bit weird, but one of the biggest no's for me is that I've never justified myself. You know, when you, there's opportunities for people to justify, and they say, right, well, you know, justify yourself, justify yourself. I've always said, no, I don't need to justify myself. I know, and the people around me that know, and that's okay. I don't care what, what everyone else makes of that. And I think the danger is when you start justifying yourself, that's when you start allowing people's opinions to matter. Because you feel like you have to but tell a, people, and I always, I will never justify myself ever. You're like you're like the queen. Never complain. Never explain. Well, yeah, but basically, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it's the first time I've been compared to the queen. But I've, you know, I'm taking it. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I, after this lockdown, the past eighteen months, I'm starting to look as old as she is. But um, I've got as many fucking grey hairs. That's why I got out on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, hear, yeah. I, I think that's really important is, is is saying no to being forced to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, and there's been numerous occasions. So I don't know if there's one big no. I think it's saying no to being something I'm not is probably. Yeah. The, the, but do you understand that a lot of people have a fear of that, that the, 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 the desire to people please mm. um, or to fit in overrides their, their desire to say no. And yet you don't seem to be bothered by that you just go no yeah and, uh, and you know what a lot of people people always say to me i don't know how you like how you do that and I, I have no idea i have no idea but i just if it doesn't feel right i can't do it does that make sense yeah but how do you mean like for example on the set of tarry if you're coming in as as a relative newcomer and they want you to do something and you say no is there not a part of you that goes, but how do I keep these people on side? Or is it just, it's a no? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a no. It's, it's, it's really simple. <laughs> the, the, way, the way to keep people on side is just to treat everyone the same and be polite and, and whatever else. There's ways to say no and there's ways to say fuck off. You know, I completely understand that producers and people have a job to do and they want to make things entertaining. But, it's a, you know, those guys are behind the camera. And this is what you have to remember. They're behind the camera. So if you do something that you don't agree with that is going to potentially make you look quite bad, but it makes great TV, it's you that deals with that. You're the face of that. You're the one who that falls on. You become a scapegoat for everything, regardless of whether you then go, but hold on, the producer said this would work. They're the ones in the background going, we've made great fucking TV and and, and no one's shouting and screaming at them in the street or, or sending them death threats. <laughs> so, and I think that's what people have to understand is that don't do anything on TV that you are not happy for people to have an opinion about. That's, yeah. that's the point. That is the be all and end all. And that's all you have to look at. You can do things sometimes that you wouldn't ordinarily do because it's funny or whatever itself. If it's not harming anyone, especially yourself. But when you look at it and what you believe is right and wrong, if you think it's wrong, don't do it. Because producers and, and whatever else will respect you more for saying no. 
People will respect you more for going, no, I'm not going to do that. And this is why I'm not going to do it. And that's the only time if you're not going to do something, you can tell someone why you're not doing it. Because that doesn't, I don't agree with it, whatever it may be. If you just go, fuck off, I ain't doing it. Then, yeah, that's not the best way to do it. I don't say that. I'm, no. I'm a bit more polite than that. I say, <laughs> I say fuck off, please. <laughs> or would you mind fucking yeah, off? Would you mind, would you mind fucking <laughs> off? Um, but, yeah, but I think that, that just comes with a, an understanding of yourself that I think everyone needs to have before they enter the public eye. And if you don't have it, it's dangerous. But I also get the uh, the the sense, Pete, that you wouldn't care if this all ended tomorrow. No, um, I got that. Now that that gives you great attractive vibes to TV producers because they know that you'll go. All right, then, cheers, and off you go. Most people are desperate to stay in the game. I, I just, I just, I'm intrigued as to why you're not bothered. I think it's your reasons for for wanting to stay in the game. Now. I, I listen. I have a, I'm really so so fortunate and so humbled by the fact that I, I'm lucky enough to do uh, some of the things that I do. Um, but I don't do it for fame or, or whatever else. That's kind of like a something that comes with it that has got some so many negative parts to it, but so many positive parts to it as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm not complaining about about that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's it's good and bad. I do it because my way of life and my quality of life is great. And I get to do things I would never get a chance to do and experience things I would never get a chance to do. And that's, that's fucking brilliant. But if that stops tomorrow, then so be it. Then I will find something else that I will challenge myself at and try and do the best I can at that. I did that before and I'll do it again. And And, and that kind of gives me a bit of a freedom, I think, sometimes to be like, well, that's what happens, happens. If people are chasing it because they're desperate for the fame, fucking dangerous. Fame comes and goes. It can be taken away from you like that. All right? And when you're left and that's gone and what everyone thinks about you and what everyone loving you and constantly telling you how great you are or, or bad you are, whatever, you're just left with a shell. And what is that shell? So, so people don't work on who they are in the background because who they are is determined by what people think. And it's not. That goes. You know, we do reality TV in 20 years' time. No one's going to know who the fuck any of us are. <laughs> so what are you hanging on to? You're hanging on to an ego boost or you're hanging on to mm. recognition and that's what makes you successful? That's what makes you – no, it doesn't. What makes you successful is, is – is, well, it's completely objective success, but it's how you feel about yourself and how the people around you that are going to be in your life for the rest of your life – feel about you not the people that aren't going to be in your life and come and go like how many people i mean over the years come and go in your life and you think oh they're fucking great and they become your best mate for fucking six months then they're gone when shit's the fan they're gone yeah because they don't give a shit because you don't benefit them then and it's understanding why people are there and what people's are, uh, intentions are um so i think for me it's just you become a better judge of character i think oh i've become a better but judge also of character but because you've got no fear of walking away from it, right? Yeah. That's, that, that, that gives you great strength and power in that scenario. But you shouldn't... Uh, but it, yeah. And I think it's really easy, again, it's really easy for me to say that. You know, I think people think I've mastered some sort of technique of, of uh, not giving a fuck. Um, but I, I have no idea where or why that comes from. It's just a self-belief that I have that I will always be able to do the best I can in whatever I do. And you shouldn't be scared to challenge yourself. Change is great. And challenging yourself is great. You know, that's what makes you feel alive. Otherwise, you just stagnate in becoming this. Well, this is what I am and this is what I do and this is going to last forever. Mm. Well, it fucking ain't. Especially reality TV. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, every six months, 
a new batch of Love Islanders or a new reality show come on and they're all younger, better looking and, uh, you know, funnier and they're all the new this and they're all new that. So how do you stay relevant? That's yeah, that, that's How do big, you? It, authenticity. Being yourself. There is no one like me in the world. There is no one like you in the world. There is no one like Barry next door in the world. We're all completely and utterly unique and that is your gift. That is your gift. But what about... What about if you wanted to go back to some kind of regular job and then you've got to compete with, you know, you go in for a job interview and then yeah. somebody Googles you. Then what, Pete? Uh, How do you get around that? Well, um, <laughs> then I'm, uh, I think they call it fucked. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, trying to do what I do, that, you know. Yes, no, that is, that, is, that is me that you saw walking out of nightclub drunk. Yeah, no, that is me. But do you want a consultant cardiologist? Uh, I don't think it works. Um, so obviously, listen, you have to adapt and you have to become a comedian. There's, there's other things that I, you know, may have learned over the past seven years that I could use in maybe a different industry. You know, I, th- I, th- yeah. I think that's the thing. It's people have to think outside the box a little bit. You know, there are so many people, and I genuinely have got this weird thing in my head that I don't believe I've found my, I don't think I've got any talents. I'm completely and utterly talentless. But there must be something in the world I'm fucking good at. But I just haven't found it yet. <laughs> and I, I think that's the same as a lot of people, you know, they, they fall into a job or they fall into something and they think, well, this is now what I do. But what if that's not what you were supposed to do? And what if there's some ridiculous yeah. talent that you've never tried and you don't know that you could do? You don't know. So do you, you, you still don't feel like you found your thing? No, I haven't. got What, what have I got? I've got long hair. Uh, that, that's about what people think my thing is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's got a fucking wig. That's my thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a talent. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I'm not a footballer. I'm not a musician. I can't sing. I can't, I can't, I can't do any. They're, they're talents. And I'm sure I've got one somewhere. Just, I mean, it's fucking hiding. Uh, and has been for 32 <laughs> years. But one day I might find it. I might be 90 and then suddenly pick up a guitar and go, fuck me, I'm a guitarist. Um, you don't know. No. I think that's quite a frustration. I mean, I've, I've always known, I, I was lucky enough to grow up knowing what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I love what I do. And it is definitely my thing. Yeah. And I've got lots of friends that don't have that. And I see that. I sense their frustration. There is nothing worse than doing a job that doesn't feel like a calling, I can imagine. Yeah. Because I've always, I've always been paid to do something I love. Lucky me. But, you know, super lucky. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's amazing because not many people love their job. No. Um, and I'm really no, fortunate to say that I love what I do now. Um, n- not because I think I'm particularly fucking good at it. Well, I don't even know what, I, I don't even, when people say to me, what do you do? I don't even know what the response to that is. I say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's it say on your passport as occupation? Um, it's actually said director, just because because I, I, it sounds, no one knows what that is of. Uh, I don't know what that's of. Uh, director of my own destiny. Um, uh, yeah, I've got- Director? I've, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck knows what for. Uh, but yeah, if I go away, if I go on holiday or something, and let's say you're, you're uh, you know, America, wherever, and they, people don't know what you do and you meet people, and they go, so what do you do? I tell people I'm an electrician. Um, because it's really easy and they don't ask any more questions. Because I don't know how to, because <laughs> I don't know how to describe what I, when they go, what do you do? Um, I mean, what do I do? I d- but, what do I do? Go I, on, have a, have, a go, have a stab at describing it. Give me the, give me the, the sort of the first three lines of your para, uh, first paragraph of your CV um, as it stands. I um, uh, am an experienced uh, TV bits person. Um, I, um, I am an excessive talker, um, and, um, uh, brusher of hair. 
That is probably what I would say because I have no fucking idea what I do. Like literally. I, TV personality? I mean, it's still vague. Yeah, it's still vague. And really, am I a personality? Yeah. Not so sure about that. That's just being you with a camera <laughs> and a bloke going, cut. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, it's just, I just, I just find it a bit weird. I just don't, I just, I just don't know how to describe it. My last question to you. This made me laugh, Pete. You were once reported as being on a date with a mysterious older woman who was your mum, yes. right? Yeah. You were just taking your mum for dinner. Yeah. And I loved that such is the appetite for you being this kind of pantomime Lothario that it doesn't matter who you're stood next to. If she's female, she's a date, even if she's your mum. Yeah. So I wanted to know if you could think of another case of mistaken identity that you found yourself mixed up in. Oh, fuck me. It happens weekly. <laughs> weekly. Last week, uh, I'm outside a, uh, literally last week, I'm outside a restaurant in uh, in Mayfair with a, a few of the boys. I've gone outside um, because uh, I, I smoke, so I'm one of them disgusting people. So uh, I was having a cigarette outside and this girl had come up um, and uh, with her friends next to me and she said, oh, have you got a lighter? And I said, yeah, of course I have, babe. Anyway, one of the girls was quite upset. So... I said, oh, are you all right, babe? And she was like talking about her boyfriend and all this sort of stuff. And then one of the girls went, oh, did you pay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you girls? Like just chatting away. So I was giving her a little bit of, you know, silly advice when you're drunk about a fella. She's going, oh, fuck him. He sounds like a knob. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> Come here, babe. Give us a hug. Type this. Uh, anyway, I got packed. Uh, oh, no. So you know the guys that sell roses in the outside restaurants? Yeah. So one yeah. of them's come up. And I, I go up to, to this restaurant quite a bit. So uh, I know this guy. His name's Mohammed, Really lovely geezer. And I said to him, oh, Mohammed, I've got no cash. I've got no cash on these. So he gave the girls a rose and went, don't worry, Pete. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. So I was like, sweet. So anyway, next day, I wake up to uh, two press articles. The first one is Pete Wicks has, uh, in, uh, has row with Mal Reveler outside bar. <laughs> It's the guy selling the roses. And I was going, mate, I've got, I ain't got no cash like this. <laughs> so I had a Barney with a bloke outside the bar. Uh, this was actually just uh, Mohammed. Your lovely friend Mohammed, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the second one was Pete Wicks leaves girl in tears following argument outside restaurant. <laughs> Picture of her crying, walking away, and me just stood there having a fag like, give a fuck. <laughs> what the fuck happened there? But yeah, they, that sort of stuff happens all the time. But yeah, my mum was my mystery woman. She was over the moon. Um, <laughs> absolutely fucking loved Nothing it. Nothing like a bit of inferred incest, is there, eh? Yeah, I mean, listen, my mum is my best friend, but we ain't that close. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, we've had producers on TOWIE who have been stood there talking to me, who have been mystery women. Um, all sorts of things, just anyone and everyone. So what happens, Pete, when somebody walks into your life who actually genuinely leaves a handprint on your heart that takes your breath away? And are you ready for that? Is that you know? I know you said you, it's something you want, but do you really? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I, you know, I, I do. Maybe it's I've got. Maybe that's the problem. Is I have this fairy tale image of someone walking into my life and just instantly changing um, the, the way I am. And maybe that's the problem is that I have this fairy tale image of it um, and I'm expecting that. But um, I do think, you know, and I do hope one day that will happen and I'm more than, you know, happy for that to happen. Like I said, I would love to have kids and, you know, I've got my two dogs and I'm absolutely obsessed with my dogs. And I know it's not kind of the same thing, but um, I'm a great single dog dad. Um, and <laughs> um, no, I, you know, there's a, 
there are similarities you know it's it's the commitment it's the unconditional love yeah uh, yeah it's 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 um yeah. yeah it's not without comparison no and i would i would absolutely love that um but you know some people it happens for and some people it doesn't and i think uh, you know maybe that is something that i need to change is that i have this fairy tale image of what i think you know true love and finding a soulmate will be and um you know maybe that that won't work out because that's that's wrong and it doesn't happen that way or maybe it does what's the closest you've come do you think oh um before i was on tv yeah yeah that I would was, make sense. I was, um, yeah, I was, I was with someone for for a little while. It wasn't even a, a long time, but you know, she was she was amazing. But you know, things didn't work out for for different reasons, and you know, through uh, not really either any fault of either of ours. But um, but yeah, that was probably the, you know yeah, the closest that I've come. Does she feel like um, the one that stands above all others? The one that got away. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But again, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, um, you know, I think what what's that silly, you know, I've been looking at quote pages on Instagram. What's meant, have you, what's inspirational meant, quotes? What's speak? meant if you won't pass you by? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And if you love someone, set them free. And if it's meant to be, they'll find their way back to you. There you go. So, you know, and, and some of these things, as much as they're all cliche, sort of load of bollocks, uh, they give you hope. Uh, and, uh, and they make you feel better about yourself uh, so if you are feeling down read some quotes uh, power quotes power quotes power quotes yeah um, do you know where she is and, and where she's at in her life do you check in on her do you do, you do a little online stalk from time to time just as, as as many of us do Pete you're not alone if you do no because I tell you what and this is another reason I think I'm a lot different to other people as far as I'm concerned ignorance is bliss <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> Um, because I think it would be well, worse for me. Well, you don't know, can't hurt you. Exactly. It'd be worse for me if I find an Instagram and suddenly she's got two kids and a husband and living the best life and I'm uh, sort of uh, just sat here pining. Really? But that would hurt you if, if, uh, you, if no, you checked it in? No, it, you know it wouldn't hurt me. I just think it would it would confirm um, that that wasn't the person for me and it would make me rethink rethink things. And I think sometimes it's good to have an air of mystery. Um, you know, it's, it's it's not a bad thing not to know everything. Everyone wants to know everything all the time, like show fucking homes, and I've got to know this and I've got to know this. Why? What difference is it going to make if you do know it? I think that's a very female trait. I don't know. I think a lot of geezers are like that as well. Do you? That's interesting. I do think. I do think. Listen, blokes ain't as cool, calm, and collected as they make out. Trust me, I've got some right panicky pals. <laughs> Sam being one of them. Oh, fuck me. That geezer calls me to work. In fact, honestly, this is just a little couple of days ago, he calls me um, because he had, to, he had to go film sank. And I said, what do you want? It's like fucking half past eight in the morning. It's too early to be talking to him. Uh, <laughs> and he's gone, shall I wear a pink or a blue T-shirt today? Fucking put the phone down. What are you do- Why are you asking me that? I'm not your dad. You literally, I don't care what you fucking wear. Wear pink or blue, you tit. Um, but yeah, he's very panicky. So you think, so for example, you know, like when you first start with the idea of dating somebody or I don't know how it works. You tell me how, how, you know, a female opportunity crosses your path. Do you look her up online? Do you check her Instagram? Do you do a little Facebook stalk? Just, you know, how, how much homework do you do prior to a first date? Kate, that is the most amazing uh, way of describing a female opportunity. Fucking love that. <laughs> that is that is brilliant. I I cannot wait to start. Can you know, have that, Pete. Thank you very much. I'm using that one. This is my um, this is my new female opportunity. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else would I describe it. It's like I don't know. 
I mean, a date, obviously, is, is a probably more practical way to go about it. But um, let's go with female opportunity. Okay, so female opportunity. Groundwork. Talk me through a bit. Say, so say somebody comes to you and go, Pete, I've got this friend, Sarah. Yeah. And I think she'd be great for you. All right. So what do you what questions do you ask? Um, I would tend not to ask many questions at all. I think but you just it, go for the date. Yes. Wow. I love meeting new. I love meeting new people, and I, you know, it's punchy. Touch wood. I've never had a bad date, um, and that's purely because, regardless of whether you fancy someone or you've got that kind of uh, sexual connection or, or whatever else, you can still have a good time getting to know someone. And I love getting to know people, regardless of whether it's something that's going to pursue or, or not. You can still have a great time because there is nothing more interesting than finding out about other people. But would you have a look at a picture first? Uh, yeah, pictures always good, but not necessary. I've been on, you know, blind dates and that before. I think, you know, if, if it's a blind date, I would trust my friends to roughly have an idea. Roughly have an idea, and even Never. if you don't, would you not? Never. But do you know what the thing is though? I think it's it depends if you've got a type. Yeah. Because a picture doesn't tell you fuck all these days. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And some of them could be eight, nine, ten years out of date. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But really, if someone's going to show me a picture, I want them holding today's paper. Yeah. but um, but no, a picture doesn't really tell you tell you a lot. And I think when I was younger, aesthetically, I had a type. Um, Which uh, was? You know, um, it would have been brown hair, lovely eyes. <laughs> eyes. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like Eva Mendes type. Right. Okay. So kind of slightly Hispanic looking. Yeah. 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 And I think that yeah. that's what I would have said. You know, that's my type. That's my type. But actually your type doesn't really, um, as you get older, it doesn't really feature that much. You have to find someone attractive, of course, but I think what you find attractive in people completely changes. Chemistry is so important, isn't it? Chem- you cannot, listen, like for me, there's there's certain things in life that you can't teach. Sex appeal is one of them. Um, people have either got that or they haven't. But what I consider sex appeal is very different to what you might consider or what anyone else does. Mm-hmm. But it's someone, for whatever reason, you find sexy. You cannot teach that. People that try and be sexy are fucking make me want to honestly die. Uh, you can't try and be... Hush. Oh, but it's true. There's nothing worse than someone trying to be sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you find it a bit cringe. Either, oh, fucking, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck me. Like, you either are or you're not. Um, and you either are or you're not to, to certain people. You're not going to be to everyone. And it's not a case of, you know, someone sexy to everyone. What you find sexy and what other people find sexy is a completely different thing. Uh, but you can't teach that. So that yeah. kind of chemistry and that spark of, fuck yeah, you, you've got that with someone you haven't. And that's not all down to aesthetics. That could be the way someone holds themselves, how tactile they are, eye contact, whatever it may be. Um, and I find that that's why I find it so important to meet as many people as you can because you never know until someone's in front of you. You can't judge based on a picture or, or even on a telephone conversation. You can judge whether you'll get on with someone or or you can judge on a picture whether or not you think, fuck me, you're attractive. But have you got that that cliche, what is it, spark or whatever the fuck it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you need to be in front of someone to have that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But your so, type changes over years, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you, you'd, you'd hope as well, wouldn't you? Because yeah, with, every, with every experience with somebody else, hopefully there's a lesson that you take away from it. Yeah. There's no, um, there's kind of, I mean, fuck me, I've made a fair few mistakes, but every mistake is a lesson, isn't it? You learn from, from or you would hope you learn from every mistake. Yeah. What do, what, who would you say your greatest teacher's been in love? My greatest teacher? Um, mm. Do you know what? That's probably a... a, a 
a really difficult ones. I wouldn't have said I've, I've probably had a great teacher in terms of relationship love. In terms of um, love as a whole, my mum and my, my nan is just the most amazing person you could ever meet in your life. She's had people shit on her from, from you know, from young, and yet she has got time for everyone. She's the most caring, amazing woman. She's an angel. Um, and I think ah. that level of compassion, empathy, and just all-round hope that humanity isn't completely fucked is... Um, is, is just really lovely. She's just an amazing it's person. It's a lot you can learn from that. Yeah. The thing is, Pete, if you got, you know, you can go through life having these terrible experiences, but if you let them define you, they they beat you, right? Hundred Your nan rising above that and still seeing the good in life and people means that those those are not defining moments. Hundred percent. What defines you is how you react to everything. Mm. You can't control things that are, you know, like I say, can you, out of your control, but you can control how you react to stuff. And I think that's that's kind of really important. My mum's the same. My mum's just got unconditional love for for the people around her, and I think that's a really, really beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and yeah, so so in terms of what love should be, that's what I think you know love should be, and that's what I would love to find in a soulmate. So yeah, you've got two amazing and strong female role models in your life. You've got your mum and your nan, right? That's a lot yeah. for a girlfriend to live up to. Um, well, no, not really, because both of them would always take a girlfriend's side over mine. Um, so uh, <laughs> That's because so they know you. They, yeah, they literally, my mum, anytime she's met a bird, she sort of, I think one of the first things she always says to me is, what the fuck are you doing with him? Um, <laughs> So, so yeah. So they're they're not they're not intimidating at all. They'd actually prefer any bird to me. Uh, <laughs> but I think that probably feeds into what you find attractive in a woman because you've had two great female role models around you from day dot. Yeah, and I think um, you know I'm really, really, again, really, really fortunate and, and really lucky to have had two people like that in my life who um, who have, have kind of shaped my opinion of 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 love and and the way not just women but people should be treated you know I've, I've made an awful lot of mistakes and they've they've um they've fucking certainly given me some shit for it <laughs> they're like human highlighter pens going mistake wow. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my man's favorite one to do especially as i've made mistakes when it comes and this always i hate it when she does this she goes imagine if a guy treated me like that <gasps> she's so right pete and she does she's it to me so all the time right. and i'm like Oh, it's not this. She's like, it's exactly the fucking same. She's so right, Pete. It's exactly the same. I know. So, um, so yeah, so they really uh, knock me down a peg or two. Trust me. <laughs> Thank God you've got one on each shoulder, eh? Yeah, exactly. Oh. And um, before I let you go, um, your dating podcast with Cece, tell me more. <laughs> So Cece, uh, Cece Coleman is, uh, she's the waitress from First Dates. Yeah. And has been for, for since it started. And um, I met Cece a few years ago when I did, I did the Celebrity First Dates hotel thing. Um, and uh, now, it's, as it turns out, we, we work together. She's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. I absolutely adore her. We've become like best pals. She's like my sister now. Um, but Cece's a really interesting character because she's, quite well spoken you do imagine her to be quite prudish and she's not she's a filthy fucker um, <laughs> and she is and me and her get on like that uh, and i absolutely love her so we have this uh, dating show where we get different des- uh, guests on we discuss different topics you know from kind of light-hearted ones like first impressions to um you, you know self-sabotage and, and some more deeper things we, we cover all sorts of different things and we get some great guests on we do some listeners questions and stories 
um, which is always fun because people seem to want advice from us. Um, <laughs> Can you and, imagine, Pete? <laughs> do you know what? As we keep saying to everyone, we're not experts. Uh, and the good thing is, obviously, is that we can give advice. You don't have to take it, but people seem to take it. Um, so, yeah, and we we just absolutely love doing it because it's, it's kind of two friends discussing everything to do with relationships. And, and we we overshare Cece and I an awful fucking lot. Because, um, you know, it's like if, you, if you've got a co-host and you get on really well, you, you kind of forget that you're yeah. recording a show and you just end up having a fucking chat. Um, and that's what we do. So we overshare loads. Um, and, and what's it uh, called? The Dating Show. The Dating Show. That's yes. what it says on the tin. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. So And um, that's available every week. And if people want to catch you and Sam. Um, well. We are. Yeah, we, we are coming back for series two um, of uh, um, Reality News. Pete and Sam's Reality News, which will be on E4. Um, so we haven't confirmed the, the day and time yet. But yeah, you can catch all of that on all four and all that sort of stuff as well. This is that shameless plug bit, isn't it? Well, if people have enjoyed your company for the last hour, then I always like to navigate them to where they can spend a little bit more time with you. Um, yes. I mean, I, I've given a good representation of myself in the past hour. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I apologise for how disappointed you're going to be if you do follow me on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Not true at all. Oh, it's been really nice talking to you. How was your white wine question time? All right. I absolutely loved it. Good. I had a fabulous time. Well, should we do it again? Yeah. Yeah. yeah next, time, next time, yeah. let's do it in person with wine. 100%. Yes, we definitely <laughs> need to do that. Uh, tequila. We'll call it tequila time. Ah, I love a tequila. Tequila's my drink. Though. Gold or silver? It depends. I, I like a Blanco. I like I like. I'm silver. a Blanco girl. Yeah, yeah I'm a Blanco. Yeah. Yeah, With see? two limes, crushed ice and just a squirt of agave. Now you're talking. Nice. I like a little bit of elderflower, weirdly enough. Oh. Yeah, it just brings that. a little bit of sweetness to it. We'll do this next time. Yeah, okay then. Okay, and to, to be continued. Yes, to be continued. Oh, thanks, Pete. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. Loved it. That's it for this week's White Wine Question Time. As always, the show is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Libby Knowles and Richard Hatherall for Yahoo UK. And our music is provided by Andy Bell. We'll be back next week with more great chat. Till then, take care out there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.